Welcome to another episode of the Scriptural Cliff Note Sessions. Hi, the Scriptural Cliff Note Sessions are available on the following platforms. Anchor, Spotify, and Apple iTunes. Follow us by hitting the follow button and subscribe so that you can hear all this important information that pertains to life and the future. Thanks. Testing, testing. Oh. Okay. Um, welcome and welcome back. Sorry, the um, computer was fading in and out. All right. Um, Shabbat Shalom. I hope all is well. I hope um, that you are enjoying your families and enjoying your Shabbat. Um, welcome to another reading of first kings and we are currently on outline and reading number six now before we go into this reading i want to say this i hope that you are enjoying the lesson um to which we are currently on um, the daily lesson number three which is the consummation of time again um i did enough research i had enough papers but who can really give you everything that the most high um has said there are so many different books that are connected that i have not read like um the book of Barak and um, the book of Enoch, etc. Those books are also an integral part of the consummation of time. However, time um, not permitting me to give you um, all of the information that I have. Um, again, I had to be... Um, as uh, specific as I possibly could under the circumstances because it was a lot of information. So again, I hope that you are enjoying um, the whole, uh, well, it's far four parts, but right now you're in the third part. So I hope that everything is well. If you have any questions or concerns, my email um, is listed at the end of um that podcast um cliff note q a at yahoo.com and um you can also upload a question from spotify so you could go down to the bottom where it says um I, I can't remember off the top of my head either you have questions or if you have any um comments then you could just go to the comments i can answer any questions that you may have so with that, we're going to move forward and we are going to do outline number six. Now, as you know, during last week, um, 
the children of Israel was having civil wars. Um, the line of David and his sons and his son's son, Solomon's son, transgressed and um, uh, Jeroboam, who the Most High gave the rest of the nation to, because there's one and one half nation, ben, half of Benjamin and Yehuda on one side, and uh, the rest of Yasharel on the other. Both of the kings transgressed. So the Most High definitely put a curse on both of them. So at this time, their children and their lines have taken over, and there's been a lot of stuff going on. So um, we're just going to pick up where we left off uh, last week, and we're going to move forward. So let me give you the highlights. Um, we are on the... Um, we are in the um, Amplified Bible. And um, you know why, because it's just regular language. And we are going to move forward with these highlights. I'm going to give you the highlight and then I'm going to read it out. We are on um, outline reading number six, and it consists of chapters 16, 17, and 18. So we are going to move forward. All right. Let me give you the highlights. Um, First Kings 16, 1 through 4, Jeru's prophecy against Basha. 5 through 7, Elah succeeds him. 10, 8 through 10, Zimri conspiring against Elah succeeds him um 11 through 14 Zimri executes Jehu's prophecy 15 through 20 Amri made king by the soldiers forces Zimri desperately to burn himself 21 and 22 the kingdom being divided Amri prevails against Tibni 23 and 24, Omri builds Samaria. Um, 25 and 26, his wicked reign. 27, 28, Ahab succeeds him. Oh, wait until we get to Ahab, honey. Wait until we get into Ahab. 29 through 33, Ahab's most wicked reign. We're going to talk about that. Uh, 34. Joshua's curse or Yahshua's curse upon heal the building of Jericho. Okay, so we're going to move forward and we're going to start the reading. Now, prophecy against Basha. Now, the word of the Most High came to Jeru, son of Hanani against Basha saying, because I exalted you, Basha, from the dust and made you leader over my people Israel, then you walked in the way of Jeroboam and made my people sin, provoking me to anger with their sins of idolatry. Behold, I am going to sweep away Basha and his whole family. And I will make your house, which is the royal line, that of Jeroboam, the son of Nebat. 
so what did the most high do to Jeroboam? You already know what he did. So he's gonna do the same thing to Basha. The dogs will hold on. This the dogs will eat anyone belonging to Basha who dies in the city. This is these are prophecies straight out the most high's mouth, and it's gonna come true. And the birds of the sky will eat anyone belonging to him who dies in the field. Mm-hmm. Now, as for the rest of the acts of Basha, what he did and his might, are they not written in the book of the Chronicles of the king of Yasharel? The Israelite kings. Now we're going to start talking about these kings. Basha slept with his fathers and was buried in Tirza, and his son Elah became king in his place. Moreover, the word of the Most High came against Basha and his house through the prophet Jehu, the son of Hanani, both for all of the evil that Basha did in the sight of the Most High and provoking him to anger with the work of his hands, which is idolatry, he put up idols, and being like the house of Jeroboam, and because he willingly destroyed it, the family of Jeroboam, the Most High did. In the 26th year of Asa, the king of Yahuda, Eli, the son of Basha, became king over Yashara. Remember, it's two different uh, kingdoms now, two different kingdoms. Okay. Basha is the king of um, the rest of Israel. And Asa is the king of Yahuda. And half of Benjamin. Okay. So I'm going to read it again, verse 8. In the 26th year of Asa, king of Yehuda, Elah, the son of Basha, became the king of Yashrael in Tirzah and reigned two years. Now, you see, he only reigned two years, right? Enough is enough. Then the servant, Zimri, commander of half of his chariots, conspired against Elah. And Elah was in Tirzah getting drunk in the house of Asa, who was in charge of the king's household in Tirzah. Mm -hmm. Then Zimri came in and struck and killed Elah in the 26th, sorry, 27th year of Asa, the king of Yahuda, and became king in his place. Mm. Now he became king as soon as he sat on his throne he killed the entire household of Basha. That's what the Mosai said. That's the prophecy. He did not leave a single male alive, neither of his relatives or his friends. Thus, Simmery destroyed the entire household of Basha in accordance to the word of the Mosai, which he spoke up against Basha through Jeru the prophet. Mm -hmm. For all of the sins of Basha and the sins of Eli, his son, which they committed and made 
Yasharel commit provoking the most high of Yasharel with their idols. Now, as for the rest of the acts of Eli and everything that he did, are they not written in the books of the Chronicles of the Kings of Yasharel? In the 27th year of Asa, king of Yahuda, Zimri reigned over Israel for seven days. Seven days. Oh my. <laughs> oh my. <laughs> oh gosh. Okay, in um, Tirza. Now the troops were camped against Gibbethon, a city which belonged to the Philistines. And the people who were camped heard it said, Zimri has conspired and has also struck down the king. So all Yasharel made Omri, the commander of the army, king over Yasharel that day in the camp. Then Omri went up against Gibbethon and all Yasharel with him. And they besieged Tirzah. When Zimri saw that the city was taken, he went into the fortress of the king's palace. And while inside, he set fire to the king's palace and he died. Because of the sins he had committed doing evil in the sight of the Most High, by walking in the way of Jeroboam, and because of his sin, he caused Yasharel to sin. Now, as for the rest of the acts of Zimri and his treacherous, conspiring ways, which he committed, are they not written in the book of the Chronicles of the King of Yasharel? Then the people of Yasharel were divided in half. Mm hmm. Most I already said this. Half of the people followed Tibni, the son of Ginna, to make him king, and the other half followed Omri. But the people who followed Omri prevailed over the people who followed Tibni, the son of Ginnath. So Tibni died, and Omri became king. In the 31st year of Asa the king, of Yahuda, Omni, Omri, became king over Israel and reigned for 12 years. He reigned six years in Tirzah. Omri bought the hill of Samaria from Shemer for two talents of silver. Mm. And he built a city on the hill and fortified it and named the city he built Samaria. Uh-huh. Okay, which is Cimarron. They call this Shimmeron. In Hebrew, it's called Cimarron, but they call it Samaria today. That's important to know because it's still that way. After the owner of the hill Shimmer. But Omri did evil in the sight of the Most High and acted more wickedly than all who came before him. Oh, gosh, these wicked kings. He walked in all the ways of Jeroboam, the son of Nebat. And in his sin, which he made Yasharel commit, provoking the Most High to anger with their idols. 
Now, as for the rest of the acts of Omri, which he did, and his might, which he showed, are they not written in the book of the Chronicles of the children of Israel? Of the kings of Israel, excuse me. Water break. So Omri slept with his fathers and was buried. When he slept with his fathers, that means he died. He died and was buried in Samaria. Now I want you to pay attention to what's going to happen now. Omri died and Ahab, I might read the whole second Kings because this is the nonsense that Ahab going to do. I'm going to have to talk about that. Ahab reigned uh, in his steed, meaning he became king. Ahab, the son of Omri, king over Yasharel, in the 38th year of King Asa, king of Yahuda, and Ahab, the son of Omri, reigned over Yasharel in Samaria for 32 years. Mm. Ahab, the son of Omri, did evil in the sight of the Most High more than all the kings who were before him. Did you hear that? More than all. I'm going to say this. There's a lot of people that talk about that, especially in the church. There's a lot of people who talk about Jezebel, even though that wasn't the real name. Okay. There's a lot of people that talk about, oh, you a Jezebel, you a Jezebel. We're going to talk about Jezebel, even though her name was Isabel and Ahab. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about it. Anyway, it came about as if it had been a trivial thing for Ahab to walk in the sins of Jeroboam and the son of Nebat that he married Isabel the daughter of Ethbaal, king of the Sidonians, and went and served Baal and worshipped him. Like I said, Ahab was wicked, honey, and selfish and narcissistic and a big kid. Because he, you'll see, Mm -hmm. Well, he can't get what he want. Here come his wicked wife. Anyway, so he erected an altar to Baal. Okay, in the house of Baal, which he built in Samaria. Ahab also made the asterisk pole. It's the asterisk pole, asterisk pole, which I spoke about already is it's a pole that's uh, is uh, I can't say resurrected. It's a pole that they put up for the goddess, some kind of goddess. Okay, and that's idolatry. It's a smack in the face to the Most High. So Ahab also made, and these other nations, that's why the Most High said come out of the other nations because they worship devils. I don't care how many things they worship. I don't care how many... Um, uh, damn, what do they call it? Um, traditions they do, uh, 
worshiping these devils is wrong in the sight of the most high for the children of Israel to do what they do. I already told you, you already heard from the lesson, a seed of wickedness was planted in Adam and it flourished. So the most high had to take a particular uh, man and have a contract with that man and his uh, descendants. That's why things are the way they are. Okay. Because people continue to worship idols before the flood, after the flood, all of that. And that's why the Most High took a particular people for himself. And they ain't listening either. That's why we in the position we're in. Everybody. Again, I'm going to read 33. Ahab also made the Asterisk pole. Ahab did more to provoke the Most High, the El of Israel, than all the kings of Israel before him. Uh-huh. That's how wicked he was. In his days, Hiel, the Bethlehemite, rebuilt Jericho. He laid its foundations with the loss of Abraham, his firstborn, and set up its gates with the loss of his youngest son, Sigub, in accordance to the word of the Most High, which he spoke to Yeshua, the son of Nun. This is Joshua, uh, the, the bridge for that is Joshua 6 and 26. Elijah predicts drought. Oh, we're not going to go there yet. I got to read the highlights. Now we on 17. We on the um, highlights of 17. Give me one minute and I'm going to read them. All right. Hold on. Where is it? To make my little notes and stuff. This is why. Okay. Hold on. Make my notes. Now the highlights are chapter 17, one through seven is Elijah having prophesied against Ahab is sent to Sheriff where the ravens feed him. 8 through 16, he is sent to the widow of Zarephath. 17 through 23, he raises the widow's son. 24, the woman believes him. Now let's move on. Elijah predicts drought. Now Elijah, the Tisbite who was of the settlers of Gilead, said to Ahab, and Elijah is a major prophet. Understand that Elijah was a powerful prophet. Okay. He said to the most, oh, excuse me. Now, Elijah, the Tishbite, who was of the settlers of Gilead, said to Ahab, as the most high, the El of Yasharel lives before who I stand, there shall be neither dew or rain these years except by my word. Now, you hear how powerful he was? It ain't gonna rain. Because that's how wicked Ahab was. Since you being wicked, ain't gonna be no rain. Y'all gonna be thirsty. Okay. You're going to be thirsty. And the bridge to that is Deuteronomy 11, 16 and 17. 
And the word of the Most High came to Elijah saying, go from here and turn eastward and hide yourself by the brook Sherith, which is east of the Yarden River. You shall drink from the book, brook. And I have commanded the ravens to sustain you there with food. Now, listen, the Most High was rocking with Elijah. The Most High told Elijah, go run over there and go hide because Ahab the king could have killed Elijah, but the Most High was not having that. So he said, go over there and I'm going to make sure the birds bring you your food. Is that not powerful? The birds went getting food for Elijah. Okay. He didn't have to do nothing but prophesy. So he went and did, according to the word of the Most High, he went and lived by the brook of Sheriff, which is east of the Yarden. If that ain't powerful, I don't know what is. Hold on. Elijah was powerful. Very righteous. Okay, to match the wickedness of Ahab. Know that. Hmm. And the ravens bought him bread and meat in the morning. And the bread and meat in the evening. The birds are doing this. The birds. Okay? And he would drink from the brook. So the most high had him. The most high, yes. I will take care of you. It happened after a while that the brook dried up because there was no rain in the land. And the word of the Most High came to Elijah saying, Arise and go to Zarephath. This is the town located along the Mediterranean Sea, which belongs to Sidon. And stay there. Behold, I have commanded a widow there to provide for you. You see how the Most High is directing his steps? He ain't got to worry about nothing. And that's exactly what the Most High would do when you start turning from your wicked ways and repenting. He will direct your steps. So he set out and went to Zarephath. And when he came to the gate of the city, behold, a widow was gathering sticks for firewood. Now remember, ain't no rain in the land. He called out to her and said, please bring me a little water in a jar so that I may drink. As she was going to get it, he called to her and said, please bring me a piece of bread in your hand. But she said, as the most high your L lives, I have no bread, only a handful of flour. I need you to listen. I need you to focus on what is being said right now. I need you to focus because this is, this is the power of faith. I need you to focus. Now she says she ain't had no bread, only a handful of flour in a bowl and a little bit of oil in a jar. Now remember, nobody didn't have no, um, everything dried up and there wasn't no water. Okay. And Elijah was depending on the most high and the most high was directing his steps. Most High told him where to go, he went. 
The most high told him what to do, he did. And now he's talking to this lady. They having a dialogue about the uh, about food and water. And she's saying, I ain't got no food. I got a little bit of um, a little bit of flour in the jar in my house and a little bit of oil. And see that I am gathering a few sticks so that I may go bake it for me and my son that we may eat it as our last meal and die. Why? Famine in the land and no water. And Elijah said to her, now remember the Most High sent Elijah there. Elijah said to her, do not fear. Go and do as I said. Just make me a little bread from it first and bring it to me. And then afterwards, you may make one for yourself and for your son. Uh-huh. For this is what the Most High, the El of Yasharel says, a bowl of flour shall not listen, listen, and I need you to focus on what I'm about to say to you. Elijah, who is a major prophet of the Most High, Most High loved Elijah. He said, go and do this. The Most High is telling me to tell you this. Okay? Go and make the bowl of flour and make uh, make the bread and you bring me one and then you can make whatever for you and your son. Okay? For this is what the Most High, the El of Yasharel says, the bowl of flour shall not be exhausted, nor shall the jar of oil be empty until the day that the Most High sends rain again on the face of the earth. Did you hear what he said? Now, let me set it again. Let me say it again. I'm going to set the stage again and I'm going to say it again. Elijah, who is a major prophet of the Most High, I'm going to set down some facts in a minute. The Most High told him what to do because Ahab is wretched and ruling and leading the children of Israel astray with this wicked, wicked heifer on his arm. Since he's angry, Elijah's fearful and he wants to run away. The Most High, because um, Elijah stopped the rain from coming down. That's how powerful he was. He stopped the rain because the Most High allowed it. So there wasn't no rain. Everybody drying out slowly. Elijah had to go running because they're going to go kill Elijah for doing it. So most I said, go run. And he's telling him where to go. The birds took care of him. And then after the uh, the water dried up where he was, he went to go to this lady's house, told the lady, Elijah told him what to say to the lady. He told the lady what the most High said. The lady said she ain't had no food and naturally it wasn't no water. So she said all she had was a little bit of flour and a little bit of oil, and it's just for her and her son. Elijah said, don't worry about it. Just make the cakes or the bread. Give me my bread, and then after you and your son can eat. And then Elijah told her, the, according to the Most High, that little bit of flour and that little bit of oil ain't never going to stop until the rain come back. Now, think about this. Grab a little bowl out your house. Go into the cabinet. Go in, go to one of your cabinets or think of a small, tiny bowl you have. Because the lady says she don't hardly have nothing. A little bit of, uh, what's a, what do you consider a little bit? Is it one-fourth? Is it one-eighth? What do you consider a little bit? Go get a, a tiny bowl. 
Okay. Cause they're not saying how much in the bowl. She's just saying a small amount. So think about it. Is it one fourth? Do you think one fourth is a small amount for you and somebody else? One eighth, what? And a little bit of oil. Okay. Is that really going to fill you and somebody else up? But the most high telling Elijah, don't you worry about it. You tell that lady, don't worry about it. Cause as long as you hear, it's going to always be some food here. Okay, it's going to be some bread. You're going to eat and you're going to drink. Okay, so again, I'm going to read 14. For this is what the Most High, the L of Yasharel says, the bowl of flour is just a bowl of flour. Shall not be exhausted. That means it ain't going to go away. It ain't going to be used up. Until the day that the Most High sends the rain again to the face of the earth. What? You know how long the rain stopped? Three years. Three years. That little bit of flour. Every time she touched that flour to make cake, guess what? It was more flour in there. <laughs> what? Ah? Huh? She went and did what Elijah said. She and she and he and her household all three of them ate for many days three years three years that's how long they ate with a little bowl of flour and a little bit of oil say what is that not a miracle is that not a miracle from the most high now i'm gonna tell you how powerful uh, elijah was he stopped the rain for three years the Most High had favor on him. The birds was taking care of him while he was out uh, hiding and he drank water. So, you know, the water was good. And then after all the water dried up in that land, the Most High told him to go to the lady, go to a lady and she's going to take care of you and all that. So that's what he did. The lady didn't have no food and no water. And he said, don't worry about it. According to the Most High, you're going to always have this. Everything's going to be good until the rain come back three years later. And they ate off that little bit of bowl of flour and oil. If that ain't no miracle, I, I'm going to need you to think about that miracle. I'm going to need you to think about that. The bowl of flour was not exhausted, nor did the jar of oil become empty in accordance to the word of the Most High, which he spoke through Elijah. So you know they ate for the three years. Elijah raises this widow's son. Okay, it happened. Hold on, so I got the. This is this. This is something, honey. This is something. So, okay. Um, put it right here. I put my tabs there. That's why I'm doing whatever. Elijah raises the widow's son. It happened after these things that the son of the woman, the mistress of the house became sick and his, it says mistress of the house became sick and his illness was so severe that there was no breath left in him. So how can he be a mistress? It happened after these things that the son of the woman, the mistress of the house, 
became sick. I hate when they I hate when they twist these words like this. Anyway, the woman of the house's son became sick. I I hate when they do that. Um, and there was no breath in him. So she said to Elijah, "What problem is there between you and me, O man of the Most High? Have you come to me to bring my sin to mind and put my son to death?" Is what she's saying. He said to her, give me your son, listen. Then he took him from her arms and carried him up to the upper room where he was living. So he was a baby, probably a youth. And laid him on his own bed. I need you to listen. I need you to listen. This is how powerful this prophet was. I need you to listen. I need you to listen. He called to the Most High and said, O Yamael, you have brought further tragedy to the widow with whom I am staying by causing her son to die. This is a question. Then he stretched himself out. Elijah stretched himself out on top of the kid three times and called to the most high and said, oh, Yamael, please let this child's life return to him. Mm-hmm. I'm going to show you how powerful faith is. The most high heard the voice of Elijah. And the life of the child returned to him and he revived. You got to thank the most high for that. Now that's the power of faith. That right there is the power of faith. Now you got to ask yourself, do you have that type of faith? I know he's a prophet, but do you have that faith? Because Yahshua said, if you have faith of a mustard seed, you can ask the mountain to move into the sea and it will do it. Who has that faith? Who? Who? I need you to understand how powerful faith is, real, true faith. Not just, oh, okay, yeah, now I'm just going to have faith. Uh-uh, honey. Nobody knows this faith. Nobody knows this faith. I'm going to move forward. Elijah took the child and brought him down from the upper room into the lower part of the house and gave him to his mother. And Elijah says, see, your son is alive. Who got that kind of faith? Who? I need to know who. Who got that kind of faith? Okay, this is how powerful Elijah was in his faith. I'm going to tell you how powerful Elijah is. We're going to read it. We're going to read how powerful he is. Okay, because he is one of the olive branches. I'm going to tell you what that means later. Then the woman said to Elijah, now I know that you are a man of the most high and that the word of the most high and your mouth is truth. She had to confess. She had to confess that he had the power that the Most High gave him, that he was the man of the Most High, okay? A prophet of the Most High. He showed her. That's how powerful he was. 
Praise y'all. Hallelujah. Now we're going to go to chapter 18. Now here's the highlights. Um, 18, 1 through 8. In the extremity of the famine, Elijah sent to Ahab meets good Obadiah. 9 through 16, Obadiah brings Ahab to Elijah. 17 through 40, Elijah reproofing Ahab by fire from the heavens convinces Baal's prophets. 41 through 46, Elijah by prayer obtaining rain follows Ahab to Jezreel. Honey buns. You can really witness some um some miracles. Elijah, a major prophet. Obadiah means Elijah. Chapter 18. Now it happened after many days that the word of the Most High came to Elijah in the third year saying, go show yourself to Ahab and I will send rain on the face of the earth. So Elijah went to show himself to Ahab. Now the famine was severe in Samaria. Now I want to say this. Samaria is where Ahab reigns and the children of Israel was there, okay? Because later on, I'm going to talk about this, all right? I'm going to talk about this later because it's the land. It's the land, Samaria. We already read this in chapter 16 and how they got over there. Okay, but it's the children of Israel that's there. Just letting you know, because in Ezekiel, it says something about it. And we'll talk about it when we get to Ezekiel. I just want you to know that. Okay, because the children of Israel is in Samaria, just to let you know. Ahab called Obadiah, who was the governor of his house. Now, Obadiah feared the Most High greatly, and Obadiah was a minor prophet minor prophet for when Jezebel who is Isabel destroyed the prophets of the most high what the sh she destroyed the prophets of the most high and I'm gonna need you to understand this too the children of Israel didn't like what the prophets said because they didn't want to do what the most high told them to do so what did they do they start killing prophets <laughs> That's what they started doing. So Ahab, who is Isabel, who they call Jezebel's husband, Ahab, the king of Israel, all of Israel except for the half of Benjamin and Yahuda, Ahab was the king of. Okay? And he let his wife run amok. And that's what she did. Okay. This woman was wicked. She was a wicked heifer. And he just let her do it. He gave her whatever. And she did the same thing to him. She gave him whatever. And they was wicked together. Okay. Like Bonnie and Clyde. So. Again. For when 
Isabel, who they call Jezebel, but it's Isabel, destroyed the prophets of the Most High. Obadiah took a hundred prophets and hid them fifties in a cave and provided them with bread and water. So Obadiah hid them, even though he was in the court of Ahab. Obadiah was a minor prophet and he hid them, hid the rest of the prophets. You see what the prophets had to go through? You see how the prophets are persecuted? Yeshua was a prophet. All the prophets was persecuted. Uh-huh. Okay. Then Ahab said to Obadiah, go into the land to all the sources of water and to all the streams. Perhaps we may find grass to keep our horses and mules alive and not have to kill some of the cattle. So they divided the land between them to survey it. Ahab went one way by himself and Obadiah went the other way by himself. And as Obadiah was on his way, behold, Elijah met him. He recognized him and fell face down out of respect and said, it is you, my Lord, Elijah. Now listen, Obadiah is a minor prophet. He fell face down to give respect to the major prophet, Elijah. And Elijah was one of the top prophets simply because Elijah didn't die. Now I'm putting the cart before the horse, but I'm telling you how powerful Elijah was that Obadiah bent down and gave him homage. Okay? That's how powerful Elijah is. As a matter of fact, Elijah has a great deal to do with this end time prophecy because he's one of the olive branches. There's two olive branches that got to come back. And one of them is Elijah and the other one is Enoch. And they never died. Understand that, know that. Because the Most High took both of them. They supposed to come down here and fight with the beast who is one of the devil's counterparts. Okay, that's in the book of Revelation. Let's move on. He answered them and said, it is I. Go tell your master Elijah is here. But he said, what a sin have I committed that you should hand over your servant to Ahab and put him to death. As the most high your L lives, there's no nation or kingdom where my master has not sent messengers to seek you. And when they said he is not here, Ahab made the kingdom or nation swear that they have not found you. And now you're saying, go tell your master, behold, Elijah's here. That's what Obadiah is saying, because he can't believe you. And as soon as I leave you, the spirit of the most high will carry you to a place I do not know. So when I come, tell Ahab and he does not find you. He will kill me. Yet your servant has reverently feared the most high from my youth. Has it not been told of my Lord Elijah? What I did when Isabel killed the prophets of the most high, how I hid a hundred of the most high's prophets 
by fifties in a cave and provide them with water and bread. That's what he's, he's talking to Elijah saying, did the most high tell you what I did? Now you already know that the most high is rocking with both of them. So being that Elijah is a major prophet, communications between the most high and Elijah could have gone down with the most high telling Elijah what Obadiah did. Let me get some water. Now Elijah's saying, now go tell your master saying, Elijah is here and he will kill me. Elijah said, as the most high of hosts, armies, lives before whom I stand, I will certainly show myself to Ahab today. Uh, Obadiah is scared. See, like soon as he find you, he going to kill you. Elijah's like, bring him on. Tell him I'm here. I'm here. Now, who going to stop the most high as well? Boo. So Obadiah went to meet Ahab and told him and Ahab went to meet Elijah when Ahab saw Elijah Ahab said to him are you the one who's bringing disaster on Israel no he didn't <laughs> no he didn't say that when well, he's the one who's bringing disaster on Israel oh no he didn't. Elijah said I have not brought disaster on Israel, but you and your father's household have by abandoning, which is rejection of the commandments of the most high and by following Baal. Now then send word and gather to me all Yasharel at Mount Carmel together with 450 prophets of Baal and 400 prophets of the goddess Astaroth who ate at Queen Isabel's table. Now, uh, Elijah is ordering Ahab to bring these uh, prophets. Go sit them all at a table. Bring them on. Bring them on. 850. Get, eight, all of them. Bring them. The Most High or Bell on Mount Carmel. Now, I'm going to need you to listen to what I'm going to say because this here following what I'm going to say with um, Elijah says and all, I'm going to need you to listen. I'm going to need you to listen and pray for spiritual ears to hear what's going to be said. Okay. So Ahab sent word to all Yasharel and assembled the pagan prophets together at Mount Carmel. Mm -hmm. Hold on. I got to turn these pages and onion skin pages. Elijah approached all the people and said, how long will you hesitate between two opinions? If the most high is El, follow him. But if Baal, follow him. But the people of Yasharel did not answer so much a word. I'm going to need you to listen because I'm going to explain what it means in a minute. Then Elijah said to the people, Alone remain a prophet of the Most High, while Baal's prophets are 450 men. Now let them give us two oxen and let them choose one ox for themselves and cut it into pieces and lay it on the wood 
but put no fire under it. I will prepare the other ox and lay it on the wood and I will not put fire under it. Then you call on the name of your God and I will call on the name of the Most High El. And the, the one who answers by fire, he's the Most High. So basically, Elijah's saying, Choose ye this day who you going to serve. That's what Elijah is saying to the children of Israel. Now, this, what I just said, choose ye this day, has been said on more than one occasion. It's been said to the children of Israel in the wilderness by um, uh, Moses, who is Moshe, and now Elijah, both major prophets. Okay? Uh-huh. Prophets and priests. Because uh, Moses was the prefect, priest and the prophet. Came from the line of the priest. And he was a prophet. Elijah is a prophet. Okay? And a priest. I'm going to need you, children of Israel, to choose ye this day who you're going to rock with. You're going to rock with the Most High or you're going to stay in idolatry? Because you're going to get what you get. That's exactly what Elijah just said. So after he said that, choose who you're going to rock with. Then he's going to prove to you who the most high Yah is. Okay? So he telling all the uh, fake prophets of Baal and all these idolatrous people from that heathen uh, queen uh, Isabel, go get your 850 uh, uh, fake prophets. Bring them down here. We're going to need everybody to see this because all the children of Israel is watching. We're going to need everybody to see this because I'm going to show you who the L is. Okay? I'm going to show you who the power is. So, like he said, cut up the ox. Don't put no fire under it, but put it on top of the wood. Let's see who the L is. You're going to call your God, and I'm going I'm to call on the Most High Yah. Let's see who the Most High is, okay? Who you calling your deity. Let's see who it is. He said, okay? So, I'm going to read it again, 24. Then you call on the name of your God. And I will call on the name of the Most High El. And the one who answers by fire is the El, the power, is the real El. And all of the people answer, it is well spoken. So they basically saying, amen, let it be so. So they all watching, all of the children of Israel watching. Elijah said to the prophets of Baal, who's fake, Choose one bill for yourselves and prepare it first, since there are many of you, and call on the name of your God, but put no fire under it. So he's saying, go ahead, call on him. Go ahead, go on over there, cut up your bull, put it on the wood, and call on whoever it is you, you praying to. Go on, go call on him. Uh-huh, go call on him. So all of them, they took the bull that was given them and prepared it, and they know this is they know this is fake. And they called on the name of Baal. From morning until noon, they kept calling, Oh Baal, hear it and answer us. But there was no voice, and no one answered. And they leaped about the altar which they made. So they doing all of this nonsense for Baal. And they ain't hear nothing but crickets. 
at noontime. They did this from the beginning of the morning till noontime. Okay? Hours. At noon, Elijah mocked them and said, cry out loud in a voice, for he is a God. Neither is he occupied or he is out at the moment. No, he ain't. Either he's not home or he's out at the moment or he's on a journey. Perhaps he's sleeping and he must be awakened. So Elijah's mocking them. So they cried out in a, law, um, in a loud voice to get Baal's attention and cut themselves with the swords and lances in accordance to their custom until blood flowed out of them. You see the sacrifices they have to do? I'm going to tell you this. All these people that um, that's in industries um, of idolatry, like the music industries, like um, media of all kinds that's ruled by wicked demons, there must be a sacrifice. There must be a sacrifice. And this is what these demons right here, the people is um, sacrificing to the demons, cutting themselves and all that. There must be a sacrifice for success and um, and um, power and fame and money. There must be a sacrifice because these devils is running them up. They ain't stop running them up. So as noonday passed, they played the part of prophets and rage dramatically until the time of the offering in the evening. So they've been doing all this shenanigans all day, but there was no voice who answered them. No one paid attention. Okay, these are the false prophets of Baal. Then Elijah said to all the people, because Yasharel was sitting there watching them act like fools. Now, Elijah saying to all the people, come near me. So all the people approached him and he repaired and rebuilt the old altar of the Most High that Jezebel tore down, the heifer, name it Isabel. Then Elijah took 12 stones according to the number of the tribes of Ya'akul to whom the word of the Most High had come saying, Israel shall be your name. So with the stones, Elijah built the altar in the name of the Most High. He made a trench around the altar large enough to hold two measures of seed. Then he laid out the wood, cut the ox in pieces and laid it on the wood. I'm, I'm going to need a moment. Ugh, my nose. I am so stuck. Uh, and he said, Mm. Hold on. And he said, fill four pitches with the water and pour it on the burnt offering and the wood. And he said, do it the second time. And they did it the second time. And he said, do it a third time. And they did it a third time. And the water flowed around the altar. And he also filled the trench with water. Elijah's prayer. Mm -hmm. This is the powerful prophet of the Most High. At the time of the offering 
of the evening sacrifice. Now this was evening, way far beyond these false prophets acting like fools and nothing happened. So at the end, uh, at the time of the offering and the evening sacrifice, Elijah the prophet approached the altar and said, remember all Yasharel's watching this. Oh my most high, the El of Abraham, Isaac, Israel, who is Yahoo, let it be known today that you are the El of Yasharel and that I am your servant and that I have done all these things in your word. You're not going to play with the most high, baby. You're not going to play with him. You're not going to play with him. Not the Alpha and Omega. Uh-uh. Answer me, oh Yah. Answer me so that these people may know that you, oh Yah, are the L. And that you have turned their hearts back to you. Then the fire of the Most High fell and consumed the burnt offering and the wood and even the stones in the dust. It also licked up the water in the trench. When all the people saw it, they fell face down. Yes, they did. And they said, oh, yeah, he is El, the most high, the most high of the children of Israel. You see? You see? Then Elijah said to them, seize these prophets of Baal and don't let one of them escape. And everybody seized them, and Elijah brought them down to the brook of Kishon. And the Most High, um, and as the Most High's Lord required, killed them there. Uh huh. So all these false prophets, the Most High, you gonna say you gonna kill them? This is Deuteronomy uh, three and fifteen. Oh, excuse me, Deuteronomy thirteen and five, then twelve and fifteen, and then eighteen and twenty. Uh-huh, laws, okay? Now, Elijah said to Ahab, go up, eat, and drink, for there is sound of the roar of an abundance of rain. So Ahab went up to eat and to drink, and Elijah went down to the top of Carmel, and he crouched down to the earth and put his face between his knees, and he said to his servant, go up and look toward the sea. So he went up and looked and said, there is nothing, Elijah said. Go back seven times. Elijah said, go back seven times. And at the seventh time, the servant said, a cloud as small as a man's hand is coming from the sea. Uh-huh. And Elijah said, go up. Say to Ahab, prepare your chariot and go down so that the rain shower does not stop you. In a little while, the sky grew dark with the clouds and wind, and there were heavy showers. And Ahab mounted, mounted and rode his chariot and went inland to Jezreel. Then the hand of the Most High came upon Elijah, giving him... It says supernatural, but I don't play that. I don't play that supernatural stuff. Divine power. Because that's what it was. It wasn't no daggone supernatural, honey. Nothing supernatural. Okay, that's earthly. Divine power, because that's what the most high is. Gave him divine power, and he girdled up his loins 
and outran Ahab. Go on now. This what Elijah did. He girded up his loins and outran Ahab, who was in a chariot with horses, to the entrance of Jezreel, nearly 20 miles. You're not going to play with the Most High. That's what you're not going to do. You're not going to play with the Most High. You see all that power that um, Elijah has from the Most High? Because uh, uh, Elijah was a faithful servant. Elijah was a respectful servant. Okay? Elijah is a major prophet and he had faith in the most high. Okay. He relied on the most high. And he abided by the most high's Lord's statutes, precepts, commands, and his word. So that's why Elijah was able to do all this powerful stuff if you notice and while we continue to walk through the scriptures you're not gonna see many prophets that's gonna be able to do stuff like that but there are major prophets that's gonna do some powerful things but not um not a lot of them not a lot of them honey not a lot of them but elijah is and i already said elijah is a olive branch one of the uh, one of the olive trees honey that's powerful that is powerful because he will be coming down here to fight the um the um the false prophet or the beast, one of them. Because remember in uh re um revelation, it's the false prophet, the beast, and the um the devil. Elijah and Enoch is gonna come down here and fight with him. And Elijah's living here during first Kings, and the most high gonna take him. Yes, he is. Praise your hallelujah. This is how powerful this is. And these are real people in these scriptures. And I'm going to tell you this. I don't care how many people say, oh, yeah, well, what's saying here is metaphors. And, oh, this ain't no real book. It's nothing but a novel. I'm going to tell you this. All the people who are saying that is heathens because they're not the children of Israel. Remember, the Most High said, I never gave them nothing. Okay. And I'm quoting the book of uh, um, Barak, who is also a major prophet. Uh, Genesis, Exodus, Deuteronomy, who the Most High says himself. Yahshua said only the children. Okay. And the book of um, Ezra. The Most High ain't give nothing to nobody but the children of Israel. So the people who stole the books, those are the ones who don't believe nothing. Those are the devils who don't believe nothing. It's telling the children of Israel, they the, um, they the pagans, they the heathens. They supposed to be slaves. That's what they're telling the children of Israel. But the Most High is not going to let none of that go. And you should already know because we already, um, I already read the third part of um, the consummation of time uh, for you. We got one more um, to go and you're going to have an understanding of why the whole world is the way it is why heaven and earth gotta die and be re um redone children have to be born again okay why because the original uh part of this earth is wicked simply because adam gave his power away in the beginning the most high since he already knew this before the foundation of the world the most high chose a particular people and the Old Testament is the chronicles of these people and nobody else. 
Okay, and we already know there's proselytes that keep saying they're the children of Israel, but there's no way in the world they could be because the scriptures themselves describe the children of Israel. They describe them. They describe Yahshua. They describe the most high. It can't be nobody but the people who came here in the United States and abroad in bondage. So as we continue to move on with these kings, you're going to see how wicked Isabel and Ahab is. And they're going to be done away with, honey. So that is the end of outline reading number six. And I hope, I am so stuffed up. I hope that you enjoy your day. I hope that you enjoy your family. I hope that you love on your family. I hope that you meditating on the word. I hope that you seeking the most high. I hope that you sealing your salvation because time is short, as you know. <laughs> most high said he's shortening the days for the saints. You know how short these days are. You know how quick this uh, world is turning. This is not a game. This is not a game. So I hope that you are searching for your salvation, seeking the most high first, his kingdom and his righteousness, who is the most, um, who is Yahshua. And who are we? We are the righteousness of Yahshua, excuse me, of Yahuwah through Yahshua. That's who we are. That's why you got to get yourself sealed, baby. Oh, it's coming. There's a lot of wickedness coming down the pike, honey, and it's coming fast. Just turn on the TV. See all the wickedness that's happening. Just like I said in the consummation of time, all this stuff got to happen. Okay? And the true children in the second flock, once they find out the truth, they don't have to worry. Because you shouldn't worry about the ones who kill the body. You need to worry about the ones who kill the body and the soul in hellfire. With that being said, I hope that you enjoy your day and until next time. Hi. Trying to contact me regarding a question, comment, or concern? Well, you got two ways of doing so. The first way is you can email me at cliffnoteqna at yahoo.com. I'll say it again. This is one word. Cliff Note, the letter Q, the letter N, the letter A, at yahoo.com. The second way is you can upload a question, concern, or comment on Spotify. The question section appears under the episode's description on Spotify. Send me your question and I'll definitely answer it. Thank you and enjoy the podcast. It's good to hear the word of truth from the Most High. But you know what's better? Hitting that follow button and hitting the small bell next to it to be notified of new content. You can also save a life by sharing this valuable content. Go ahead, save a life today. Thanks. Hey, don't make me your guilty pleasure. 
hit that follow button and make that commitment. You will not be disappointed. And it's free. It doesn't cost nothing to hit that follow. Thanks.